When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. I'm looking at you, I'm better than ever. 21 minutes past the 7 o'clock. And, of course, you can get involved via the text line this morning, 0427 154 166. Um, this one as well. It says it doesn't matter who does the votes for the Brownlow, someone always knows results and there's always a risk of leaks. At least the umpires are regulated by the AFL and if get gets caught, they'll lose more than they gain from the bet. That's from Sean. It's a really good text. Um, and look, it's probably um, linked to Dane Swan's point as well that as long as there's an award and as long as you can take bets, there's going to be some sort of scandal that's going to be consistent. Yeah, it's, uh, there's sort of no way of, of stamping it out absolutely, completely, 100%. But, yeah, mm. what, what do you think will happen? Do you, do you reckon they will take it? What's your gut feel? Do you reckon they'll take it off the umpires? Oh, no, they're just going to leave it in place, isn't yep. it? This is, a, this is a bit of a random scandal. Yep. And if something like this happens again in the short term or even in the next sort of few years, then maybe they'll start questioning things. But this is clearly one-off. Yeah, and the penalty that will get thrown down to these individuals that uh, are in, involved in this... In this uh, this incident, uh, yeah, they'll they'll set the precedent to make sure that this never happens again. Mm. Um, all right, Michelangelo Rucci, not too far away. In the meantime, let's talk about the skipper of the Adelaide Football Club. Of course, that is Rory Sloan. Um, and look, there's already sort of question marks on will Sloan go on again next year to become the captain or will they go down a different path? Um, spoke to the media yesterday on the captaincy. That chat is something that I always have with the footy club is what's best for the footy club, really. Um, and if that's me going into next year, then absolutely. I'll love and cherish cherish that role. If that's someone else, then that's amazing too. Um, I've said this a million times, like leadership's never about having a title. No matter what my title is at the footy club, I'll lead the same way. So we'll speak about this a little bit more before 8 o'clock, but um, thoughts on Roy Sloan going around again as skipper? Uh, I mean... He, he's an unbelievable leader and he, he certainly sets the example both on and off the field with his actions and, and how he how he conducts himself. Uh, I think I I wouldn't mind seeing him move it on. Just coming off a, an ACL, he's uh, he's obviously doing everything in his powers to, to get back bigger, better and stronger and, and he's eyeing off a, a round one return. Just to have... The ability to focus purely on on fitting back into this side, uh, playing consistent football, uh, I think having the captaincy is just an, an extra thing that 
he doesn't necessarily need at this time in his mm. career. All right. Uh, we'll continue that conversation with Michelangelo Rucci. In the meantime, your thoughts, 0427-154-166. Uh, Rooch joins us. Good morning, Rooch. Good morning, uh, Andrew. Good morning, Bryce. The bigger question there, uh, Bryce, what are your thoughts on this? But where do they play Rory Sloan in their ultimate lineup, Adelaide? I think he starts at half forward, Rooch, to be honest. Uh, I think we've gone past the days. It's an of... interesting attack now. If you, It's an interesting attack if you put Rory Sloan in there. It, it certainly so is. At the moment, you'd have, you'd have Phil Thorpe, Fogarty, Walker. So there's three spots gone. Uh, you've got three other spots to fill, and I'm not sure Rory Sloan is in those three. Yeah, I think he starts there, and he and he plays in a in a forward mid rotation. So I think we'll still see Isaac Rankin go through the midfield. We'll see Rochelle go through the midfield, and I reckon Sloane will be in sort of that three way forward mid rotation. But I think uh, he'll spend a lot more time forward than we've seen him uh, in his career to date. It'll be interesting how that one plays and where they find him in the in the lineup. Um, yeah, interesting times on that one. But in terms of the captaincy, um, do we see Adelaide having the next captain? Is it, does it become Jordan Dawson? That's the question there. Yeah, see, that's which a, is interesting. After this. It's a good question, Roach, because for for the last sort of two or three years, everyone's just sort of said, well, we, we kind of got to the stage where we're like, yep, it's locked in. It's it's Tom Duday. And then we even speaking about yeah. this a few yeah. days ago, and they said, look, well, look, Tom Duday would do a, a sensational job, but there's a lot of people now saying that Jordan Dawson, Dawson absolutely in the mix, particularly when he gets injected into the leadership group in his first year. Correct. So that's yeah, a few interesting thoughts there for Adelaide to work through, but I, I'll be intrigued as to just where they play him. I mean, if, it's, if that forward system where he's going to have to concede Miller to go somewhere else, it's going to be interesting how Rory Sloan fits in then. Mm. Oh, well, it's a nice problem for the Crows to have, I suppose. Indeed, yeah. Well, it says that everything forward to centre has got massive options for them. The, their real question is, and the same with Port Adelaide, is how they set up the defence to make sure that they don't get scored against heavily. So, yeah. Interesting how that one plays in the sense of uh, Nicks and Hinkley then also set up their playbook. Mm. Roach, we're back here again, uh, same time as yesterday in terms of the umpires and who gets to vote, etc. Uh, Dane Zorko, some really prominent words saying it should be taken out of the hands of the umpires. Um, what would happen? Do you think there would have to be more scandals for this for there to be a forced change? Right now, it would be play on as per usual for next year and beyond. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's let's. Let's just keep the focus on where this is. The Brownlow Medal is an award that was designed for umpires to recognise players. The fact that it still remains the most prestigious award says there isn't a problem with the umpires voting for it. And for everyone now saying, like, Grant Thomas is leading the campaign on this one, as if all of a sudden, if we put a panel of experts in it, that a midfielder won't keep winning it. I can assure you, a midfielder will always win it because every award at the moment that has a panel of experts is giving the midfielder that award as well. The players are giving their award to a midfielder. The coaches are giving their award to a midfielder. Every media award is going to a midfielder. Nothing's going to change. And, And... don't think that all of a sudden, simply because a panel of experts are going to give out these awards, that they don't get it wrong either. 
uh, let's go back to a Norm Smith between you know Buckley and Voss. Admittedly, that was the stupidity of you know having the votes taken five minutes before that grand final finish. But I, I can go through even this year. Like, the Anzac Medal had a panel of experts, and there was controversy about how those votes were done. Matthew Lloyd had to explain also how he voted in the, the panel of experts. This Brownlow medal was designed for the umpires to determine who was the fairest and best player in a season. I don't see why we're having to have this debate change the Brownlow medal. It's, no one, no one is, is anyone questioning at this point how the votes were cast for the 2022 Brownlow medal? Mm. Yeah, no one is. No one, no one, no one suddenly say. This 2022 Brownlow medal was completely botched. They got the wrong player for it. We've got to take the votes away from the umpires. What we've had here is one umpire go way off the reservation. But don't tell me there haven't been other medals over the years and haven't had some doubts about how the voting panel have voted. So I I don't see why all of a sudden, because we've had one umpire who has become rogue, suddenly... Gives, gives, as I read someone last night saying, this is more evidence that the umpires should not vote for the Brownlow medal. There's, there's no evidence from this that the umpires shouldn't vote for the Brownlow medal. The only thing we've got here is the AFL's now got to deal with the fact about the integrity of how those votes are then kept and stopping umpires from being tempted to in any way leak that information. They're two totally different things, but I still haven't had anyone bring forward an absolute cast on. That's it. You've, you've won the argument here that the Brownlow medal vote should be taken away from the umpires. Yeah, it's interesting, Roach. Uh, we will... and, 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 and if it's all of a sudden, if it's all of a sudden it's about, oh, I would stop a midfielder winning it. Well, no. if that was the case, show me where there is any other award this year, any other award except for the ones that, you know, the club-based ones with the the club champions where everyone gets a vote and then it becomes not the best player in the season but the most consistent player where a midfielder didn't win it. Yeah, that, that, that's it, isn't it, Roach? I mean, what people don't understand is when you see some of these key position players winning best and fairest awards, it's because each player is judged individually on their game, not there's three votes available. So if it was that, then exactly. absolutely it would be a midfielder with every single award. Matter of fact, matter of fact go to those club champions Boil down the votes and take them back to the original three-two-one system and see how different the winning the winner becomes. Yep, spot on. Uh, Rich, in terms of prestige, do you still have the Brownlow Medal in terms of individual awards? The Brownlow as the best thing that a footballer in the AFL can win. I mean, it was interesting to see Nathan Buckley's thoughts, and he had winning a best and fairest in Premiership year. He then also had Norm Smith, uh, and then did he have the Coaches Association uh, award, and then the Brownlow Medal. You still got yeah, Brownlow well, at the top? Uh, Bryce. Yes, Roach. What would you rather win? Your club champion or the Brownlow medal? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, club, club champion in a premiership year. Yeah, certainly. The... Oh, let, me ask you, let me ask it a little differently, Bryce. I won't throw it that way. Okay. <laughs> which, one, which one's going to, in your contract and in your marketing deals, which one's going to get you the better, better um, <laughs> well, that's big crude as it is, the better coin. The Brownlow medal or your club champion? Nah, well, <laughs> Carlton and Adelaide were smart. They knew I was nowhere near winning a Brownlow, so I didn't have any triggers in uh, my contract to win that, but uh, I had more for the uh, for a best and fairest. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, both are, both are unbelievable, uh, special to to win to win one or the other. But um, yeah, I mean, to, as as uh, Hazy just said, uh, you get votes in games where you might have roles to play. Uh, and yeah. you get uh, rewarded for those roles, uh, and it, it doesn't come down to, to stats and uh, necessarily. So that's why you do see you see Mark Blitzarves win two or three um, yeah. best and fairest at Geelong. He, he might not be the the best player uh, seen on the ground, but what his ability to do on game day, playing multiple roles, and and yeah. the way they set up around him is so important to them, and he gets rewarded for it uh, in that in that forum. Right. Who won the Brownlow medal last year? Ollie. Not this year. Not this year, last year. Ollie. Right. Who won West Coast Best and Fairest last year? Uh, good point. <laughs> Brass? Tom Brass? Tom Brass. Was it? Well, I think I think, <laughs> I think we know if if you're if you're looking to see which awards are going to continue to be prestigious. The Brownlow medals too. I, I get Nathan Buckley's point. And you know, winning a best and fairest in a year in which you win a flag, that's only one bloke who can do that. Whereas, I mean, there's the Brownlow medal. You can win it even when you're the wooden spooner, but it proves the quality of the footballer you are. So I don't think we're, we're taking away the prestige of the Brownlow medal. Yeah, I think as well the way that Nathan Buckley's put together is probably just being modest as well. It's, it's the only thing that he didn't do in the game. <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting thought as well. But no, I get where Nathan was going, and in the essence, if you win the best and fairest in the Premiership year, you're standing out in a, in you know, the best team of the year. Yeah. Uh, but I I would say that the point is proven by all of a sudden if uh, you're looking to do a TV ad for your product, I think you're going to get Patrick Cripps with his Brownlow medal rather than any club champion around the competition. Yeah, that's a fair point. Roach, love your work. We'll catch up with you again first thing tomorrow. I look forward to it. And um, Bryce, there are a lot of things that Adelaide got wrong with your contract. Not to mention where they played you on match day. But we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's good. We should pick up that little drive-by by Roach. Conversation yeah, in the next sort of couple of weeks at some stage. I'd love to get Roach's thoughts on that. Uh, don't forget uh, Kim Dillon and Michelangelo Rucci drive you home. SENSA drive from 3 to 5 each and every day. They'll be back this afternoon from 3. Uh, 7.35 on 1629 SENSA. We're going to catch up with Matthew Clark, Adelaide Crows coach. Um, against them ahead of a big game on Friday nights. Spot in the grand final, up for grabs. Uh, so we'll speak to Doc very, very soon. Here's the news. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.